Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan here at Big Cass. Big Cass, question. Did Ohio State struggle with Maryland? The offensive line did. I I, mean, I don't think we I don't think we struggled. I honestly I thought that was a great win. We covered. Um, it was we, a great win. I just thought our offensive line struggled. Defense, I thought was amazing. Uh, obviously they gave up seventeen, but I don't. The first the first touchdown really wasn't on our defense. That was the punt team just giving them no no field to work with. Punt team was an absolute liability. But Dude, Parker that, Fleming. He needs a reality check right now. Every kickoff we take is a freaking fair catch. Uh, Ameko, Buk, there, there's nobody blocking for our returners. Ever since Parker Fleming took over, our pet special teams has been mid. I feel like the guys are fair catching stuff that they can return. I, I, I do feel like yeah. they're I, – I think that's what they're being told, just fair catch it. and Like we're not trying to get all the extra yards. I don't know. It's It's weird. We're not flipping the field very well. No, kicking's great. Our kicker's great. Uh, yeah, has made made all his field goals once again. He hasn't knock on wood, but he hasn't missed a field goal this entire season. Um, I mean, fielding's been great, but yeah, it's just the punt team was a nightmare. It was there's a the the muffed snap, or not the muff, just the bad snap to Cody Simon. Uh, then Jesse Mirko like had a bad kick. And then they also got like a good return on one. It was just an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I I don't understand what um I mean it's gotta get fixed, gotta get better. There's a there's things on this football team that I really, really like, and there's things that, you know, just makes me scratch my head and you know. But I it was a very solid victory. We won by three digits, we covered the spread. Um, I just want to see a little bit more, maybe out of the running game. I just 62 yards total rushing is not going to cut it for Ohio State football. It's not, but you know, they were really selling out to stop the run. It felt like, um, chip I thought was ha- played pretty well. I know he scored the touchdown on the one toss that you actually got on video, days, October but, 10th and 11th. But, <laughs> got the all the ad in here. Uh, but chip, like all his games were hard fought y- yards and then mine, he didn't have a great a crazy stat game, but he ran over that dude, which was nice to see. Um, yeah. I mean, just seeing him get some touches and being physical, it was a nice change of pace. I think we needed that. Um, it doesn't, it does make me think though, does Travion Henderson, the way these blocking schemes are, because I don't think, I don't, I'm not questioning the physicality also too. Like, I don't think the offensive line is getting to the second level very well, but it also makes you think, not with Travion being out, which is a huge question mark. I, I, I don't understand why he was out, but it makes he you was think. Healthy. Do, he was, yeah, he was healthy does he, all week. Does he create his own running space? And I, I hundred percent think that he does, just because this offensive line is struggling to get to the second level and blocking these linebackers, which we have to get fixed because in two weeks we have Penn State. Like, yeah, it has to be fixed now. So I think all I think Chip 
Trey and mine, they all they all present their unique like a unique skill set. Like mine's like power, just meatball buying. Um, Chip is more of a straight, not power, but he's more of a he hits the gap straight, but he also has that breakaway speed. So he's kind of a, a mix between Travion and uh, Mayan. And then Travion's our our speed guy. Um, I'm just confused. Like, are we just doing like what's going on with the Ryan Day and the status of his running backs? Because this is just like I feel like this has been a thing going on for the past couple seasons, but like this year it's getting ridiculous. It was, you know, Mayans in the doghouse, but then you know, Mayan got a bunch of carries this week, but then oh, Travion was totally healthy, but he's a healthy scratch. That like, what is going on? Why are we load managing guys out of a buy? Something like they're not being transparent with what's going on, which I understand there's some gamesmanship, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand how you can just be not on the injury report the entire week and then just not show up to the game. It it's, it's weird. It's, it's been really, really weird uh, with the handling of Travion. I don't, I don't know where, I mean, I, I feel like, in two weeks, we're going. We're going to see them all play. I'm not really worried about that. <clears throat> but I mean, going back to this game, you know, the offense struggled a little bit. Um, but when Kyle McCord settled down in the second half, he's really good. Like I saw a stat where he was, after being one for seven, he was 18 of 22. So yeah. it was like. Like he he was really good in the second half. Um, guys were finally starting to open. I think I texted you, and I was at the game, and I sat high enough. And you could watch like there's things you can watch at a game that you can't see on TV, but there's also things you see on TV you can't see at the game with as well. But what I noticed, and you brought up a good point too. After you asked that question, he's like, you you texted me and asked me, are the receivers getting off the breaks off their breaks? So I really started watching, and I was like, no, they're not. Like, it felt like they weren't. They weren't. Like, it was just like they were going through the motions, and then something lit a fire in them. Everyone was getting open. Um, I hope Emeka is okay. I, th- he I feel just like got that's kind of what lit the fire. I feel like once Emeka went down is kind of when it, it changed. Yeah, I mean, even Julian Fleming in that one catch. I do wish Kyle McCord had a little bit of a stronger arm because he would have had a 93-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Harrison. Yeah, and then he would have had a touchdown pass to Julian Fleming, but I mean that. I think on that drive we hit that when we hit where we just settled for three, we hit that bomb to Harrison, and then we threw a nice pass to Stover, another nice pass to Harrison, another nice pass to Harrison, and then once we got in the ten yard line, we threw the ball incomplete. We tried to run stretch plays, and I'm like. Why are we running side to side and inside the 10 yard line? That. that drive right there was all coaching. That was us all coaching because I'm we were. Getting, I'm getting sick of too. Like, we're running a lot of like stretch plays into the boundary still. And it's like, like I saw a couple times on Saturday. It's like, why, why are we running into where they have more men and we have less space? It's just not a good call. Well, if Travion was there and if, like, if Travion was running those stretch plays, that's a touchdown. Yeah, because he's so fast enough, he can get outside. Because that's where Travion's so good, and was is when he's out in space. But we don't didn't have that, you know. Tr- Chip trained him, you know, on that first play where he got seven yards. It's like 
what what are we doing? Like it's like the play and, calling the play calling had you really scratching your head and the referee too was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean I it got fixed in the second half right when we needed it. And that and, you know, it just it got fixed. I just like I said, can we get that for four quarters? Mm-hmm. And like I was talking to a fan in the in the stands about we were talking like, hey, I mean, can we get a full game of Kyle McCord, not just the fourth quarter, because or the late third quarter, fourth quarter, Kyle McCord, because Kyle McCord is was like when you know the pressure's there, like when he needs to make plays, he makes the plays. It's just I think in the first half he was thinking way too much, and he that's why he missed some throws and. I think the and stuff like that. Team was sleepwalking in the first half. It, it, it felt like there was no identity, there was no spark. Um, and, and like all three, like I won't I won't say the defense was sleeping. The defense wasn't sleeping, but like offense and special teams were sleeping through the first half. Uh, defense is the defense was amazing. Josh Proctor, the pick six. That that literally looked like Malik Hooker, like yeah. in the Michigan game. Um, JT played great. JTT. JTT getting home. I tell you who looked great, and a lot of people are questioning because he's not showing up in the box scores. But Jack Sawyer had a phenomenal game. Like he he's going when he gets that first sack this year, it's going to be legit because he is getting there. He is get he that one pick to Lathan Ransom that was all Jack Sawyer. Jack Sawyer put so much pressure on on them and Taya Tungavala if that. I would say Sawyer would have had three sacks if that was Sam Hartman at quarterback. The the announcers loved saying Talia Tagovailoa. Like it was it was the equivalent of like them saying Coach Prime a couple weeks ago during the tailgate. It was the same thing. Like they kept saying Talia Tagovailoa to the point where my wife's like, "How many times are they going to say his full name?" It's Gus Johnson. I know. Uh, speaking of Gus Johnson, the de- you weren't you got you, you missed it because you were at the game. The the call. With oh, Den- I heard it. Denzel Burke doing like recreating the Denzel Ward hit it was awesome. Um, and Denzel Burke, like even before that hit, I thought he was having a great game. He got called for PI at the, before the end of the second half, but like that was a smart PI, um, just to make sure he doesn't score. Like it, I'll give up the 15 yards there, it's fine. Um, I thought he played really well though, too. Um, physically, Denzel Burke should be an All American and probably should win the Thorpe Award this year. But he's not going to because he does not have the stats because people are not thrown his way. I think the dude from Texas, Crawford, um, he might be on the short list. I gotta see who what what it's narrowed down to. Um, let me Google that right now. Jim Thorpe. I don't think anybody's narrowed it down yet. Award, um, like semifinalists. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they've narrowed. You're right. Yeah, they're not going to narrow it down yet. Watch list. Oh, I'm. I'm actually curious. This is bad podcasting because I'm. All right. Yeah, I, you got anyone? Oh, like Cooper DeGene, Yeah. Will Johnson, Kalen King. Um, Lathan Ransom's on here, who also had a great game. Um, let's see. Interesting. 
it's really open. Like there's not a clear, there's not like a honey badger on here currently. Oh, there, there Denzel Bark Burke is a uh, all right, Kalen Bullock at USC on here. Come on, what are we doing? USC guy absolutely torched again. Dude. I mean, it is what it is, but defense is playing phenomenal. They're averaging 10.6 points a game this year. They're doing a great job. Um, they got Purdue next week. We'll get more, dive into Purdue more. But I think it's time to hand out some Buckeye Leafs. Oh, okay. Let me pull. <laughs> I think it is. You want to go first? Because I got to pull up my, my little sheet right here. How do we do this again? I, I think we four. Let me look at some past ones. I still have them. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll give out my special teams one because special teams one is definitely jading fielding. Uh, three for three on field goals for four and extra points. Um, yeah. I think he was a bright spot this week in special teams. Fielding, I think, is absolutely deserving of that. I think we give one each and then we give one special teams for the whole game. Oh. Well. Let me see here. I'm looking at our. By the way, the Urban Meyer memes have been funny. Oh, they've been with great. Him, with him being on the phone, and they've been fantastic. I mean, uh, all right, here's an easy one. Josh Proctor. I know I know, we've given him one this year, but, like, once again, the leader. We needed that play, that pick six, and we got it. And that, that honestly kind of changed the momentum of the game for the Buckeyes, kept us – Kept us in it because Maryland was up 10 nothing. We needed that. So Josh Proctor's my Buckeye Leaf. My defensive Buckeye Leaf. Um, I'm going with the Tommy Eichenberg, man. 13 tackles, seven and a half. He had seven, seven solo. Tommy Eichenberg was just a beast. It just seemed like he was everywhere uh, for the Buckeyes defense. Um, as I'm looking here, yeah, let me get his full stats. 13 total tackles, seven solo. Um, looking at Josh Proctor, he had seven total tackles, six solo, uh, one and a half tackles for loss, and then he had the pick six. So those are our defensive guys who got Buckeye lease. Offensive, I mean, I gotta go, I gotta go Marv. Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., that was gonna be mine. Um, eight catches, 163 yards, and a touchdown. I'm going Kyle McCord. Yeah. Um, 19 of 29, uh, 320 yards passing, average 11 yards per pass, uh, ten, uh, two touchdowns, 81.9 QBR, which, by the way, he's out according, – according to ESPN, um, his QBR is better than J.J. McCarthy's. It's better than uh, Bo Nix. I mean, not J.J. McCarthy, but better than Bo Nix, better than Caleb Williams. So, um, that's just total QBR. He's only he's the only quarterback this year to throw over thir- 1,300 yards and only have one interception this year. So, Yeah, no, he, he was great. I mean, he continued to show, too. He's a fourth-quarter dude, so I'm cool with that. Um, I got also cast. Just some honorable mentions I, I want to throw out. They're not, they didn't get any Buckeye leaves, but, like, I want to throw out some honorable mentions. Obviously, JTT, 1.5 sacks. 
Ty Lake Williams, though, and you texted me this, like he he's looking like a first rounder. It says he didn't get a sack. I'm positive he got a sack when I was. That was Michael Hall Jr. I guess that. that, that. Yeah, I look. I thought it was Ty Lake the way the camera. I did too. Um, I I mean he still had that pass breakup, so I I thought he was great again. Um, and also, uh, Cade Stover, bro, is reliable. Yeah, he he's turning into a nice season. For the Buckeyes and uh yeah, it's 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 fun. The Buckeyes, you know, I had fun yesterday, got all four seasons, got spring, summer, winter, and fall into one. It started sleeting a little bit, rain and cold and windy. The sun was out, got a little warm, had to roll up my sleeves. Took it's, my niece and nephew, they had some fun, they had fun. It was a lot of fun. It's funny because like, we were watching the game at a bar down the road, like a mile and a half down. Like we walked to it. It's like in the village and stuff. Um, we we're watching the game and we're, we're going to leave at halftime because it's um, just like it's a better change of scenery. And like we could get home. It takes five minutes to walk, let's say. But we were watching and, it you know, it started like sleeting or whatever in the game. And we're like, we didn't see any rain. And we quickly checked the the, the weather app. And it like rain was coming like next 15 minutes. And like, we literally cash out of the bar and we're like, we're going back, we're going back. And like, we literally got in the door and that's when the storm hit us. Um, so I'm grateful. I did not go to the game, but like, I, I, I kind of felt like this game was going to be a lull in the beginning. Um, it, I feel like these games are in, in early October. I feel like it's very common for the Buckeyes to kind of start out slow like that. Twitter freaks out. And then at halftime, make the adjustments and ultimately we covered um I won against a very good Maryland team I think um like you said it best last week they're going to the reliquist bowl I think people have them as the fourth best team in the big 10 that's a quality win I think no one's gonna really appreciate until almost after I would I, would, I hope it's this the bw3 citrus bowl yeah yeah I I, I look at the big 10. And, you know, as a landscape now, we have three. We, Maryland's pretty solid. The AP pool came out, and they're still not ranked. And Kentucky is, which is bull crap. Um, and I think that <clears throat> I just I, – I think that, you know, the Big Ten, there's the three, and then you got Maryland, and then there's a huge drop-off. I really do. I, like, it, it's Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan by themselves – Maryland by themselves, and then there's a drop off. I really, yeah, I really. It's just the Big Ten. I mean, you you keep looking at it, and then you look at the Pac-12. I think USC is going to lose two games. I think they might lose the. I mean, Notre Dame lost last night to Louisville. I don't think Notre Dame's going to beat USC. I I had a I thought maybe they could, but they are just gassed. You could tell they physically gassed. Yeah, it's in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just like, you know, the past two weeks have been just an absolute grind. And Louisville, Louisville's pretty good, too. And also, it's that that atmosphere, they weren't going to lose at home. No. And then the then the Pac-12 is just going to beat themselves up. I That's just my, my opinion. Like, I mean, you almost saw Arizona almost took out USC. It's literally – and Alex Grinch needs to – I know Bryson Shaw came out and said, oh, we're letting Alex Grinch down. We're not executing, but, like, the play – I don't know. <laughs> I just – I'm not sold on that defense. 
Uh, you and then they—it's so bad that they try to force a Arizona returner to touch the ball. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, I mean, also too, the goofiest thing ever is Jim Harbaugh posing with his team, his players after that pick six is the most goofiest thing ever. But he's hyped, man. His team's playing. His team's Michigan probably should be the number one team in the country, in my opinion. I mean, even though Georgia looked pretty good against Georgia, I mean, uh, Kentucky. But again, go. Let's go to the SEC. Georgia's going right now. They're the only undefeated team, right now, and that's wild to think. But yet they still have all these teams ranked just beyond me. I mean, Kentucky got absolutely like just destroyed. Just just destroyed. Fifty-one thirteen. No semblance of offense. Um. I mean, that's not saying they can't be a top 25 team, but it's, you know, I, I think Maryland, when you're looking at what both teams did recently, I think Maryland is just more impressive. Um, I, I agree. I, I agree. I was, was kind of impressed too by the Maryland defense. The defense actually wasn't horrible. Like they, like obviously they have 37, but it was, you know, the defensive line and like the, their backers, they were containing, they were getting to the run. Like they weren't, we weren't able to dominate them on the ground through the run. We just, we were able to win that game just because we had Marvin Harrison Jr. Who's just better than everyone. That's the honest truth. Um, when we needed to play, we just went to Marv and like, they, they don't have it over. <laughs> yeah. And Stover. So, um, I mean, Maryland really did impress me and I give them, I, I give them their kudos. Yeah. I, I really I, th- I really think, though, that Maryland should be ranked, and they're not. Um, and then you got all these analysts ranking Ohio State lower now because Oklahoma beat Texas, which I called, by the way. I said all week that Oklahoma was going to beat Texas, and I was right. Defense. It was the defense. Yeah. So I mean, Oklahoma's got a legit defense, and that's be- that's that's Brent Venables. Well, too, it's like t- uh, Dylan Gabriel too. I think he's matured. Last year he was not great. This year I think he's taking the next step. I think he's really understanding the the Brent Venables offense. Um, and I love the Farouk guy or Farouk the receiver. He's electric. Um, so they're fun. They're fun, Oklahoma. Yeah. They are fun. I, 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 but again, I think Texas is going to beat them in the Big Twelve championship. No, and that's a great take. I, I think you're right. Um, what I'm glad, I'm glad the voters got it right, and they didn't somehow like throw Florida State above a bus because I would have lost my mind because it's like you know they only won by two more points against a team that had two wins. We, you know, Maryland had four, uh, five wins at that point. Virginia Tech only has two wins, and they only. They only their score was only 17 to 39. Ours was 17 to 30, uh, 37. So, like, if they were gonna bump, if they would have bumped them over us after that win, I would have been very frustrated. Thankfully, they didn't. Um, Michigan was great. Um, but like, you know, it, what are we gonna do to Minnesota? You know, like, let's pump the brakes here. And what are they gonna do to Indiana this week? Because it's like let's we, once we start comparing data points. Because it's this is also like, you know, this the more the season goes on, at least up until the game, up until we play Michigan, 
we can at least compare the data points and see like, okay, this is how this team fared against this team, this common opponent, opponent, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Luckily for Maryland, they luckily for Michigan, they play Maryland the week before they play us at Maryland. So could be a tough one. Um, I want you to check this out. My buddy pointed this out. They don't play each other, but USC, I mean, you in North Carolina, Florida state and Louisville, do not play each other, and they're all undefeated. Louisville, North Carolina, and who? Florida State. They're all undefeated. How is that and possible? Look at – yeah, their How schedule. How is that possible? They don't, they don't go by divisions. Oh, wow, okay. That's gonna, they used to. Imagine they're all – it's not going to happen. What, what happens if they're all undefeated? I know. One of them is making the playoffs without even playing in a conference title game. That would be crazy. I mean, if that happens, if you go – if they, one team goes 12-0 and and they don't make it into, like, the their conference championship, are they still deserving of, like, a, a playoff spot? I mean, you can't yeah. – um, you can't fault them though for like the voters just not liking it. that's literally all it's coming out to is a popularity contest. Yeah. So I'm gonna look up I'm looking up North Carolina's schedule right now. Um I'm obviously I think I would think that they got Miami this week. They got Virginia, they got Georgia Tech, Campbell, they got Duke, Clemson. And then, then NC State. So, yeah, the last three weeks of the season are kind of tough. Louisville, they have Pittsburgh, Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia. So, one, two, three. I see at least three more wins. And then they have Miami and um, Kentucky. Yeah, Florida State has Duke this week. Oh, no, they have Syracuse this week, Duke. At Wake Forest, at Pitt, home against Miami, and then they play North Alabama, and then they play Florida. So their last two weeks of the season, they don't play an ACC opponent. No, they don't. The Florida game could be tricky, though, for them Um, because that's down the swamp. The Miami game will be tricky. I mean, it's at home, but – So stupid. So stupid. How do you mess the kneeling up, by the way? Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, but More. that guy's got to be kicking himself for fumbling. And the, oh, by the way, the Maryland coaching staff morons for not getting the three before half. That that was the funniest thing. There's nothing better than watching like the team you're playing mess up the uh, the last like play of the half and the clock runs out. That happened against the Bron uh, to the Jets today against the Broncos, and I was laughing. It's great when it happens. It's like the funniest thing to ever watch. Uh, it's 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 crazy to think it's crazy to think college football's in full swing. By the way, I I would predict that Louisville and North Carolina will lose at least one game before the ACC title game. Oh, 100 percent. If yeah, what, what plot twist? Plot twist. Florida State loses two games, and <laughs> what if the conference title game is Louisville Duke or Louisville North Carolina? Oh, Louisville, North Carolina. That's what I mean. Yeah. What if it's Louisville, North Carolina? Because Florida State has one loss. That would be epic. Where is it? Where is it in uh, Charlotte? It's in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Interesting. 
But overall, yeah. overall, not not much more. I got cash. Just a, just a solid weekend. Um, not nothing crazy other than the the Red River rivalry. Um, yeah, this week we got Purdue uh, on Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. I know a lot of people are upset about that, but let's look at some of the week six, week seven matchups real quick. Uh, it's a very crappy week. <laughs> um, Ohio State plays Purdue. Georgia plays Vanderbilt. Indiana, Michigan. That's a big noon kickoff game. I'm sure Gus Johnson is excited about doing that game. Um, Penn State plays UMass. AM plays Tennessee, which is a sneaky good game. And then obviously, I think the game of the week, ABC three and game day is going to be there. Oregon at Washington. Ooh. That's actually a great one. That's, that's going to be a paper, great that, one. On paper, that's 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 what that's what we're all tuning into. Three and then uh, seven thirty USC Notre Dame. Oh, that's not that bad. Miami. Oh, that's. That's so brutal for Notre Dame. They have to do that now. Oh, I thought they had a couple. I, I thought they had a couple games before. As of right now, Notre Dame's favored by two and a half. Really? Yeah. Uh, Miami, North Carolina, Missouri, I mean, I'm, I'm Missouri, honest, Kentucky. I don't think USC's defense is going to be able to tackle Estime. And in the tight end on Notre Dame, um, eighty-eight. He's pretty good now. Um, Hartman, Hartman, they, the offense just looks exhausted, but it, it is a rivalry game, so they're going to get up for yeah. it. Um, but it's just and like, yeah, eight o'clock on Fox, Oregon State, UCLA. Who's going to cut 25 matchups this week? Sorry for yawning, it's been a long weekend. It's all good. Um, yeah, you know, Oregon State, UCLA, that's decent. <laughs> There's some decent Miami, North Carolina. There's some decent night games. Yeah, the night, the night, the night version's the best part of it. Arizona, Air, uh, Washington State. It's definitely the the night is definitely the best part of it. UMass, Penn State's a joke. Uh, like the Big Ten slate's a joke, right? This week, like Ohio State, Purdue, Indiana, Michigan, Penn State, UMass. <laughs> um, like and like Ohio State has the hardest game this week when we play Purdue. So. Yeah. We're a 20 point favorite right now. Are you worried about Purdue? I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about us. Interesting. We're going to come out with a, we're going to come out winning the game, but it's going to be tough. It just something, something about, I mean, it's Purdue, noon game. I don't know. I just worry how we're going to start with that, how the Buckeyes are going to start. Because, hold on, I'm looking. Purdue is three wins. They're three and three. So, two and four. uh, Hold on, am I looking? I know I did them at one. One, one. They're gonna throw the ball everywhere, though. They're two and four. You're right. Um, I looked at. It. I thought they won the Q's game. Yeah, they're just gonna throw the ball everywhere. Hopefully, they're not annoying though about it. Like my biggest thing too is like I just don't want the refs to like be annoying again because it's like I literally texted you. I was like incoming holding call coming like like two plays before it happened. Like I just know when the Big Ten refs are on it. 
on something. That feels like a game they might be on something where they're just calling ticky tack. They call a ticky tack foul or penalty on Xavier Johnson for like they said it was like he stepped forward on TV. He didn't. They also called um, illegal grounding on Kyle McCord for throwing it at Xavier Johnson's feet. Like the refs are horrible. They called the sideline interference on Ryan Day. I hope I hope like the ref we don't get those refs again for the game because they were they were dreadful. I'm sure Ryan Day is going to get a call about the sideline interference. There's so, there's so many, though. There's so many times that, like, the Big Ten can do, like, an apology or something stupid um, after messing it up. I feel like they mess it up every week. And there's also, like, many missed holding calls, as usual. Exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> that's all I've got. People need to be patient with Kyle McCord. I mean, I'm scrolling through right now on Twitter and just Maurice Claret going off. Maurice, shut up. Shut up. Your quarterback threw 12. Your quarterback threw 12 touchdowns and seven interceptions the year you won a national championship. I don't want to hear shit out of you. (laughs) You're, 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 You're feisty about this, bro. Because... I look at it in this era, the expectations, the expectations of this football team. And I get it. The last, what would you say, five years, okay, 2018, the last five years, the last three quarterbacks have been phenomenal. And then, of course, yeah, I think Kyle McCord is similar to JT Barrett without JT Barrett running. They don't turn the ball over. Yeah. No, and that's that's the truth. Kyle did not make many mistakes. He didn't make any mistakes. In, He's thrown in, one interception this year, and that was against Indiana. Week one. Week one. If you have to blame anyone, it's the offensive line. <laughs> Are we calling him Josh or Jimmy yet? Like I'm they change it every week. I don't know. He's actually not – he's getting better. Donovan Jackson needs to step up. He was look, being looked at as an All-American this year, and he's looked really bad. So, I don't know. I I think we're just nitpicking. We're undefeated. We're winning. And I think Buckeye fans are just so used to seeing 40 points a game, and I think that's what they're doing. There's nit, nitpicking. They're just – I mean, they're finding things to pinpoint what's wrong with this team, but they continue to win. They, the defense continues to get better. They created turnovers this week. What more do you want from this team? They're winning. They're winning. <laughs> they are. They're winning. They're winning. <laughs> the cast, it's a great way to describe it. Um, I'm just proud of them. I really am. Yeah. And- and we're one away game from being bowl eligible. So that's that, you know what? That's the big thing. Yes. Yes. Gotta yes, look out like that. And either the, I mean, the coaches around the country and the media, most of the media seems to think we're the third team in the country. Even one person thinks we're the number one team in the country. So somebody's seeing something out there that, you know, I see this team has the winning formula. To win, they just got to go out and execute. Facts, my brother. Facts. So, as always, 
And we're about to get kicked off here at Zoom. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Butcher Nuts podcast. Uh, you know, get ready. We got Purdue this week. It's going to be a fight. Um, and as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.